Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer here today with Brendan Cushing. And I am just meeting Brendan now. I first met him through a letter to the editor. He is a senior at the University of Albany. And what was unusual is this letter was in favor of a political candidate. So welcome, Brendan. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, I would just like to hear about why it is that you are a political animal. You are how old? 22 years old. 22. And this is atypical for your age group. Uh, I would certainly say so. So what what got you interested in politics? How, how, tell us maybe a little about your life growing up. I understand you're from Long Island. Sure, yes. I'm from Long Island in a small town called Shoreham. It's uh, out east on Long Island, um, kind of by Riverhead. That's usually what helps people identify where on Long Island, by Riverhead. Riverhead, yeah. Right. Um, and all throughout high school, I was very, well, I guess I should say my main driving force in life is the environment, protecting the environment, fighting climate change. Um, and through that, during high school, I started to get politically active, going to rallies and climate marches, um, things of that nature. I'm also big on animal rights stuff. So... I uh, went to a lot of protests, a lot of stuff outside of like the Nassau Coliseum, protesting Ringling Brothers um, Circus, traveling circus at one point. And so all throughout high school, I was very involved in my activist life. And then um, came to school in 2015, August, University of Albany as and a freshman. And what made you choose Albany? You know, people always ask me that. And there was no, because at the time, I was actually a business major. Um, and my heart wasn't really in it, but it was just something to put down on paper. And I didn't really have a whole lot of direction in life at the moment. But I toured a whole bunch of schools around here, all over the state and whatnot. And just when I was on the campus of Albany, it just felt right. Like, you just you just know when you know. And I yeah. just knew, definitely, it was Albany. Um, which, it, like I said, I was a business major, so it's, it's not like I chose Albany as and poli- now you are graduating with a major in... Right. Political science, minoring in public policy. So you started as an activist. We're doing the more traditional business, kind of a safety thing, was sure. it? And what got you to change your major? I am not 100%, 100% sure exactly what it was. I think I was just taking business classes and I was... Not that I wasn't doing well, but I wasn't loving it. My heart wasn't in it. I couldn't see myself doing something in the business world for the rest of my life. Um, and then I I was really just focusing on, um, you know, I was thinking about my environmental passions, my social justice passions, and I was like, well, how, what kind of a major could I pour all that into, um, you know, to take my activism to more of a professional level? And I landed on political science, and then I started taking poli-sci classes, and I was I was totally just loving it. And then... As college progressed, my activism kind of started to measure out with, like, actual politics, you know, less protests, more. I was realizing, okay, it's time to start working on campaigns, working to get people registered, to get people out there actually voting, um, you know. And that is what interested me about you. So I just did some quick research, and I actually was surprised because I knew that the age group of 18 to 29 wasn't very good at voting, but the numbers just astounded me. The median voting age in 2016 was 57. And in 1972, the first year that you, you know, you, it was during, this is my era, the Vietnam War era, and there were all these protests because you could go and die for your country, but you couldn't couldn't vote. vote, So 1972, that first year, the age group, um, 
of 18, 19, and 20 year olds were able to vote. And the group from 18 to 29 that first year, it was 55%, which, you know, it'd be much nicer to be closer to 100. But considering what the overall average was, that wasn't so right. bad. But then it's just continually plummeted. Um, 18 to 29 year olds in the um, most recent midterm elections were 16%. 16% voting. It's frightening, right? Yeah. And you wrote in your letter, students and youth are the largest demographic of voters in this country, and yet we are plagued with lowest levels of electoral participation. Why, you asked? And tell us some answers. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I've done a lot of work on campus trying to register students to vote, a lot of GOTV efforts around election time to actually, you know, get, then get those students out to vote. I've spoken to a lot of students before, and um, I would say there's a couple couple different answers to that question. I mean, um, I think one, our, at this day and age, our increasing party polarization and all just um, kind of the craziness, it, it just turns students off to participating. Um, two, I would say... Students and youth, I think somewhere along the line, like from what I've heard, there used to be civic education classes in high school, mm -hmm. things of that nature, where it was required every student take that. I don't think that's the case anymore. It At least it wasn't in my high school. I didn't take any sort of civics class or anything. So I think students, students and youth are not, they're not getting that education about how government works and whatnot. And so as a result, they're also turned off from participating. Um, in fact, my, um, I'm the team leader of, uh, of a group on campus called, well, the overall organization is called Generation Vote. My team is Gen Vote at UAlbany. And we're kind of a group of student activists who are just looking to get students and youth more involved in the local electoral process, trying to get more students registered, um, things of that nature. And Yeah, I'd like you to talk a bit about that. I looked that up, and it was actually founded by a, a New York State University. She was in Binghamton. Yes, Brianna and, Sia, CEO yeah. and co-founder. Yes. Yeah, so you know her? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. I definitely know her. Yep. So, and the whole staff is just very, very young. And tell us about what that organization is, because it says um, their, their byword is to turn the political process upside down for a new model of engagement that disrupts and empowers young people. So tell us what that's about. Sure. So... The whole idea behind Generation Vote is that we have regional teams on college campuses across New York, and we have a couple teams outside of New York as well. We uh, keep expanding every year. And the idea is that each Gen Vote team tries to give students and youth in the area a seat at the table, so to speak, with your local elected officials, because students and youth, they're generally kind of disregarded and not taken seriously by politicians. Um, our voice, it, it's really just not that heard. All too well, politicians just don't seem to care about students and youth. They don't think that we're... And I, I think it all stems from the fact that we don't vote and we don't participate and we have the lowest levels of any demographic of electoral participation. And as a result, our elected officials don't feel that they need to, I don't know, cater so to us. It's like the a right chicken word. and egg thing you're saying. Because that group doesn't vote, politicians ignore it. Because politicians ignore the group, the group doesn't get engaged. Right, right. And it never ends. Uh, so when you started um, Generation Vote, a gen vote team on your campus one of the main things you do is you launch a student opinions research project which we did for two weeks last spring in which we polled uh just about 700 students 
And based off the information, and we were polling them based off of what political and social issues they felt affected the Albany community and the University of Albany undergraduate community the most. We were polling them to see what they knew about local government and state government and how it works, um, polling to see if they understood which, you know, which local political actors held which office and um, and then mostly also what kind of public policy are students interested in? What would they support, not support, et cetera? Um, and what know. did you find? I'm fascinated. Right. So what we found was students and youth, at least at the University of Albany, um, and based off all this data, we put together our student platform, which basically much like a political a candidate running for office or a candidate who's in office has a political platform of their own. We use all this data to put together a student political platform. And we use that platform to present it to candidates running in local elections. And we say, hey, if you adequately address in your political platform, the po- policy initiatives and the desires and the wants and the needs of the students, um, in turn, our Gen Vote team will work on your campaign, and we will rally the students on campus, and we will kind of be your campaign's ambassadors for the undergraduate population on campus. And we try to get all campus involved. Try to get, you know, we try to register everyone to vote. Uh, we do a lot of GOTV efforts, but um, but uh, what we found was it seems that students and youth at the University of Albany, first and foremost, what they feel is most important to our community is access to higher education, particularly for low-income families in the area. Uh, secondly, we found that – I don't know if you've ever heard of the brain drain. It's actually a term that I had just recently heard, um, discovered, the, this term. So one of the a major problems at the University of Albany is that we have thousands and thousands and thousands of students who come from downstate, um, really from all over the state. They come to the university, they come, they get their degree, and then after their degree, they go back to wherever they came from. They don't stick around Albany, the capital region. They don't invest in our economy. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, get property. They don't start families. They don't, you know, they don't. They don't start a life here. Um, and that is called the brain drain. I didn't know that was called the brain drain until recently. I really like that name. So the idea is to get something like in Boston, like with all the universities there that keep people. Is that what you're talking about? So they don't go back to their hometowns. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, that is a problem that we have yeah. is that kids go back to their hometowns, yeah. and um, so that's one of the things that we found is that students polled that they felt they didn't feel connected to the Albany community. They didn't, they don't know what the Albany community is off of the borders of campus. They don't know how to get involved. And we found that students, they want to get involved. They want to stick around. And there's just a whole community out there that they just need, they need to go find it. And, um, additionally, they're also looking to get more civically engaged in the local Albany community. So we found that students, Students want to find out more about the Albany community. They just don't know how. They don't know how to get engaged. They don't know how to get involved in the community. And additionally, they want to participate civically and locally and in elections and whatnot. Um, And they don't know how to go about that either. So really what we're finding here is that we need to work with our local officials. And that's something my Genvo team and I um, have been trying to do, you know, especially working with Dustin and whatnot. We recently worked on Pat Strong's campaign for state Senate. That's how we met Dustin. He was the campaign manager at the time. And just so people know that Dustin that Brendan is referring to is Dustin Reedy, who is running um, in the Democratic primary coming up June 25th to represent District 30, which is in part of Gilderland in the Albany County Legislature. Go right. ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Thank you. Um, and so basically, oh, you know, we've been partnering with these candidates and helping out with their elections and doing our part on campus. Um, and we actually recently we had a, a town hall event where we had Assemblywoman Pat Fahey, Assemblyman John McDonald, and then um, we had Dustin come to represent the Albany County Legislature, even though he's not elected yet, but he's running for it. Um, 
And then we had a representative come from the mayor's office, and we were going to have a common counselor come as well, but um, he wasn't able to make it. And basically what we were doing was we were presenting all of our data and saying, here's what we found. How many students came? Uh, I would say we had a, a 30, 30 something, you know. We'd so, go, it's hard. Um, yeah, that's you'd be surprised. Disappointing you know? with all the work you did. But so I'm eager to hear. So what was the social and political issues that were the top of the concern for students? What, top of the concern, I was have to say right off the bat. Like I said, it was the, the higher, higher, education. higher education. Okay, um, and then climate change, immigration. These are all definitely hot button issues for the students. Ed- access to education was at the top. Um, next was definitely climate change. Addressing climate change. And what about immigration? You said. What about it, though? I mean, right, right, a- right. Um, I would say addressing uh, addressing the issue at the border, but also just in general, um, okay. like increasing quality of life um, and pr- protections for undocumented immigrants, especially in the Trump era that we find ourselves in now. Okay. And then you also were surveying them about what they knew about government and what what were your findings there? Oh, well, our findings are what you can probably already guess is that students know little to nothing about how local government works, how our state government works, how the political process in general works. Actually, rather frightening stuff. Um, You know, most people didn't know who the mayor of Albany was. Most people, they don't know, they don't understand the legislative process of, say, a bill moving through the state assembly, moving through the state senate getting passed, getting passed, going to the governor to get signed into law or vetoed. Um, really basic, basic, basic procedural stuff, kind of, that students just don't understand. They don't know how it works. They don't understand. Um, it's, it's very confusing to them, and I, I think that's additionally what turns them off from participating um, in local electoral politics or just in politics in general, well, I'm of just course. so interested in this as a newspaper owner because, as I'm sure you're aware, Similar to the voting age, the newspaper reader age, whether you get it online or in print, is skews old. Sure. And just trying to get younger people interested in knowing, as you say, who the mayor is or how a bill is passed. <laughs> uh, what's the secret there? How do you do that? How, how do you do that on campus? That's a great question. Um, I mean, there's a couple ways to go about it. I would say have events, have events on campus where you try to inform students and whatnot, but then you've actually got to get the students to come. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you do all this work, and you've got all these officials for a town hall and 30 students. I mean, be honest. Were you disappointed? Oh, I would have liked to have had seen more students there. Yeah. And I mean, you'd be surprised at some of the events that we have on campus, events the college Dems have on campus, college Republicans, any any student organization, you name it, doesn't even have to be a political student organization. It's really sad that we've got what is it, like 24,000 something undergraduate students at UAlbany yeah. and I mean the numbers I mean the amount of students that we actually get to come out to these events it's it's scary it's so little you think you'd be able to get more students and especially like an event like I was just telling you like our town hall event where yeah. we were discussing our student political platform and we were kind of having an, an open discussion between the students and our local elected officials in various levels of government that they were that they were representing um you know we were kind of having an open discussion about these issues that we had, we identified on behalf of the students and about potential policy solutions and things of that nature. Um, uh, where was I getting at? But right. So it, it's hard to get students to come to events, but I mean, that's one idea. Another idea, my team, we always say we like to uh, bring the action to the students. And we say that in particular for registering students to vote, but I mean, that might go like dorm to dorm would be another, another. Um, so when you bring the action to the students, tell me like, what are some of the things you do? 
Like, okay, for instance, voter registration. A lot of organizations on campus, they will table for voter registration, mm-hmm. which means, well, it means exactly almost what it sounds. They will go to the library, the campus center, and the campus centers where we have all of our like uh, restaurants and eateries and stuff um, where students hang out. Or other kind of uh, student hotspots, I call them. Areas where students, mm-hmm. there's a large concentration of students on campus. And they'll put up a table and they'll have all their voter registration forms. They'll put up a sign or whatever and say, hey, we're registering to vote, registering to vote. But what I find is that students, uh, you know, students are scared. Like nobody wants to be that person to break out of the crowd and go up to the table and register to vote or see what's happening. I mean, and just in general, students don't understand about politics. They don't understand about the voting process. They don't, they really just don't know as much as you think. And I think that they are scared to approach that table. I think that they're embarrassed and scared. They don't want to look, um, I don't know, for lack of a better term, dumb, like unintelligent. Mm -hmm. They don't, they're a little Mm -hmm. embarrassed. And I think that they know that they should know more, but they don't. And that turns them off. So what my team does is we dorm storm, something that's called dorm storming. We do it every week. <laughs> You're good with catchphrases. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make these up yourself? or? Um... Uh, no, the term okay. dorm storming, it's been around. Okay. Um, so you dorm storm. Tell us what that is. Right. So we basically go every, every single day of every week, we go dorm to dorm, different part of campus, and we go around with voter registration forms, and we talk to the students, and we register them to vote. Um, we do this when it comes close to election day. We do GOTV dorm storming, where we basically... With every single student we speak to, and we do hit every single dorm on campus, and then we do it again, and then we do it again. Um, be it registering the students to vote, we register them. Um, if they need help filling out an absentee ballot, we help them fill out. If they need, if they want to talk about deadlines or the absentee ballot process, or they just have questions, we're there to help them with questions. When it comes to, like I said, when it comes to election day, we put together a whole GOTV plan where we essentially come up with a voting plan, which is actually a really helpful tool to getting students to turn out and vote what is that a voting plan a lot of students say when you sit down with a student and you go through their schedule like yeah. hour by hour uh-huh. and you find a specific time that they're going to vote and you help them come up with a plan like you say oh, okay at 11 o'clock you're going to come out of class go to the dining hall and eat and then at 11 45 go to the polling place and you'll be which is on campus and then you'll be back by your 1230 class or something. I mean, I just made that up. But when you actually come up with a plan with students, it increases their likelihood that they're actually going to go out and vote. I don't know by yeah. how much, but by a lot. It's been I, proven to be effective. One of the things I looked up, and I'm so glad you said this because I was just shocked. <laughs> this is from the um, Youth Service America. I don't know if you've heard of that. But they surveyed voters trying to find out why people in that young age group didn't vote. And the biggest reason given was too busy conflicting schedules so it just it seemed like how to me reading this how silly that you couldn't find time but you're saying that is a real reality and what your team does is you help walk people through that and say okay so you've got a class here and here and you have time to vote in between and right just, it most definitely is a reality and i, I think wow. students and youth i think students think that they are more busy than they might actually be because with every single student i never have come across one student who is busy from like minute to minute like literally could not find a time to vote i've never come across a student who didn't have some downtime at some point in the day where they could go and vote i think i mean i'm not saying that students aren't busy because students are totally very busy yeah, at all times right but um there's always there's always time um especially for something that's so important as voting um and especially now that we've passed this past january 
I was just going to ask you, will that help? Because they're going to be weekend voting times uh, ahead of elections now. Right. So, um, so a bunch of voting reform has passed this past January. And actually, my uh, GenVote team and I, we are a part of a coalition called Let New York Vote. It's a coalition of community organizations and community leaders. And we lobby and advocate for voting reform. We've been doing so for the past. Ah, yes, there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great group. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, okay, so basically it's a um, very, very large organization. It's run by um, Common Cause New York. They kind of organize it all. And and basically it's just an av- advocacy organization where we meet. We usually have a big coalition-wide meeting twice a year up here in Albany, and we strategize and we plan out who we're going to lobby and when. Um, we have meetings. We have direct meetings with our representatives. Um, I've met... Uh, I've met with uh, Pat Fahey. I led a meeting myself with her, with our Capital Region Group. And we also, the coalition, the members, we break down regionally. And we target our elected officials. We target a harsh word. But uh, we um, lobby our elected officials in our particular regions. And then we all report back on the Let New York Vote website. And um, people on that end, they, they're just um, hats off to them. They do a lot of hard work. They are constantly checking which elected officials need more pressure, who's uh, for the voting reform, who's against it, this, that, this, the particular bills, and where is it in committee and whatnot, and they just tell us where we need to put pressure and when. And besides just meeting with our reps, we, we call our representatives, we have postcarding parties, we have public rallies, we have events all over the state um, where we write letters to the editors, we write op-eds, um, we do radio, radio segments. Um. Well, I've heard of all of that, but a postcarding party, what's that? Um. Postcard party, that's essentially where everybody fills out uh, postcards supporting voting reform and you mail them to your elected officials. I see, because it makes a difference to them not to get an electronic message, but to get an actual right. Yeah, you message. try to tackle, try to tackle every single way you can to yeah. get the word out there. And well, so this coalition, do you think that's one of the things that made a difference in getting this legislation through? I say, I say yes. Um, a lot of people. I think a lot of people have kind of a cynical view of activism and uh, protesting and whatnot that, oh, you know, you're standing out there with your signs, but what are you really getting done? Um, And some people say that about our coalition. You know, we've been lobbying our state legislators for so long, uh, well, for like two years now. And, um, you know, we've been holding our public rallies, but some people think, oh, are they really listening? Do they really like to what extent did you make a difference? I can't say. I would like to think that we made a difference. I'd like to think we made a big difference. Um, I guess that's the dreamer in me. But I think also a big part of it was that you know, for the first time in a very long time, as I'm sure you know, the state Senate flipped this past yeah, election cycle sure. to the Democrat. So, you know, we've got unified government now in New York State. And um, I mean, that that's a, that was played a big part of it, too, because um, the Democrats in the New York State Assembly with have been trying to pass voting reform for again the past, and again. Uh, yeah, and yes, decade, I, I feel like you holding your rallies, writing these editorials on the need for right. voter reform and just nothing. And then, right. And now yeah. often who we were meeting with, I mean, yeah. we met with a bunch of assembly members all the time, you know, just to make sure we kept them on board, kept it fresh in their minds. But we were generally targeting state Senate Republicans, um, who unfortunately didn't seem to be all that interested and weren't really budging on the issues. But um, but here we are, right? We flipped flipped the majority yeah. back to the Democrats, and now that we have a unified state legislature, we've been able to able to bang out a lot of high profile legislation, including a bunch of voting reform this past January, uh, such as early voting, electronic poll books, um, no no excuse absentee ballots, um, and early voting. You know, getting back to we're talking about students saying that their schedules are too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, that will help. Yeah, Hello, can everybody. Go on we have ten days. Yeah. I, if I'm remember correctly, it's ten days and one weekend 
uh, worth of early voting that you can go out and early vote or you can vote absentee, which will also help a lot of students. Um, yeah, two weekends prior to the election. Right, right. Yeah. Perfect. Right. It's great. And we have no, no excuse absentee. So now you don't need an excuse to, uh, fill, to vote by mail. That'll open up access to more people. And early voting especially helps, I mean, um, single mothers who truly might be too busy all day to get to the polls or somebody who, somebody who works like a low-income family working multiple jobs, you know. Um, and then, of course, there's the issue, like uh, we were talking about Brianna Sia before, the CEO, founder of GenVote, co-founder. Mm-hmm. She waited this past election day. She waited, I think, two, two and a half hours online um just at at her polling place i mean to vote she waited about two two and a half hours online and she's lucky enough that her i believe her boss gave her off and she was she was able to take as much time as she needed to go vote but i think so you're saying will help with the flow of voters most definitely will help with the flow and it will increase participation yeah and another thing too is eventually although it's not signed yet as i understand it people won't have to go down to the dmv or someplace else to register they'll be able to do it online yes online voting that's something yeah. that's in the works another thing that the uh, let new york vote coalition is advocating for it's so one of our top priorities now is automatic voter registration avr it's actually one of my favorites that's one of the voting reforms that makes me most excited why um, tell us why i just think you know why i think it's because um over the years, either with my GenVo team or with the college Dems or working on a political campaign, um, I have just registered so many students, or should I say I've tried to register so many students, and just so many students are just just kind of lazy. They just don't want to fill it out. They think it's going to take a while. They don't know. They just, they just don't want to register because they don't want to participate or whatever, whatever their reasons are. But I mean, if we could just get everybody, almost everybody across the board automatically registered, and then it's simply their choice to vote or not, that just, it just, it's just a huge step forward for increasing electoral participation. I mean, it just removes one extra hurdle that you face when trying to vote in um, an election. If everyone's automatically registered, now you don't have to worry about registering or changing your address or getting an absentee ballot. Um, Automatically registered, that's perfect now you just have to go vote yeah well one of the studies i read said it, a lot of it has to do with your family that you were raised in were your family your parents voters did they yes they were yeah and i very much so agree with that um i've read a lot i've read a lot of research too that they say if you get people voting at a young age um i, I suppose the youngest i could be is 18 right because that's when you can vote if you get students and youth voting at 18 and you get them in the habit of voting. You create lifelong voters. When you get somebody voting young and somebody registering and participating at a young age, it's a habit that you create for forever. They become a lifelong voter. They become a lifelong participant in electoral politics. And in turn, they kind of spread that to their friends. And when they start a family or if they start a family, they will spread that to their family too. So it kind of creates a positive trend. So you seem like a really energetic person. <laughs> You're not the first person to tell well, me that for sure. Yeah. So does it does it get you discouraged at all? Um, you know, when you get these survey results and see that so many of your peers don't share your passion, or does that just charge you up in order to to try to do more? I would say it most definitely just charges me up. Um, I'm not one who gets down too easily. I mean, I think that just might be like a I was just born a very positive, hopeful person, but. I don't let things get me down too much. I mean, even if we go out for hours at a time and we only get 
a couple students registered. I still view that as a total win. And, you know, we'll tackle it again the next day. But So you can go for an hour and only get one or two? Like, oh, yeah. We could go for longer than that and only get a couple. What do they say? What What are their reasons? Well, a lot of students will not, they'll just not even open the dorm. Um, and then some students will say that they already are registered, which... Are they? Are they not? Are they just trying to yes me to death? <laughs> Who knows? Um, I mean, oftentimes they, they seem genuine, and I would like to believe that they are, um, which actually is another problem. A lot of students like to register at their home address, which we really try to push for them to register at their campus address, because when it comes to election day, they will be on campus, and they can vote on campus. It just removes the whole having to fill out an absentee ballot process in general. But um, what else do students say? Sometimes they just they just don't want to sometimes they just say no they don't want to they don't care they don't think it's important um you know you don't know how many times we go around trying to register students to vote and they say i thought i thought the uh the election already passed and they're talking about like our student government elections and i'm talking about they're like oh is this for for student government and we're like no this is for this is for like real life like <laughs> i don't know what to say like well do you have worries about the future of democracy um because the torch is being passed to your generation, and if the vast majority aren't engaged, what what's going to happen? Well, do I have worries for the future? I'm okay. I mean, if the vast majority of people are not participating in our democracy, then, you know, do we really have a democracy? That's not a healthy democracy at the very least. Um, do I have hopes for the future, or am I worried about the future? Like I said before, I'm a very hopeful, very positive person. So I have hopes. Um, I have hopes that we can turn this negative trend around. And I mean, even from, I was looking at, recently looking at data from the Board of Elections regarding how many students voted on campus. And um, in for the 2016 election, which I think the 2016 election supercharged students to participate. Um, mm. I mean, I know so many students that say, oh, I wanna, I'm want i going to vote this year. I want to register because of what happened in 2016. Or I know 2016 caused a lot of students to get more engaged. They wanted to learn more. They wanted to register. Um, so what were the stats? So in 20, for the 2016 election, we had, it was like 400 and something kids cast ballots on campus. Sounds like a big number, but keep in mind, we've got, what, 24,000-something yeah. kids on campus, so, you know, not great. Um, but that is good as better than usual. In 2017, I believe it was six students cast ballots on campus, and in 2018, um, this past election, it was 57. And this is data I got from the Board of Elections. So, obviously, 2016, that, I mean, that was, that was something special. So, we got high turnout there, and then, I guess, 2017, you know, that was... Um, it went back down, but back to 2018, it went up. It's going up again. And um, like I said, some of the data that we gathered and we put together our student political platform, uh, the numbers showed students were increasingly interested in participating in politics. Students were increasingly polling that they think voting is very important and that they are looking to get more involved in the community, more involved in local politics. So I think, I think though it might be slow, we kind of do see that trend turning around. And another thing that I think is that we're kind of reaching a real scary breaking point. I, I think young people are kind of like waking up that like this is our world and it's time for us. I mean, if we need to be the change that we want to see in the world, I mean, we are seeing a huge increase in mass shootings all over the country, particularly in schools. That is energizing students and youth to become electorally um, engaged and active more so than ever before. Climate change, that is a 
big, big, big issue that most students and youth seem to care about and are rather terrified about. I'm fairly scared of it um, because I think that's something – it's a problem that the generation before us created. Um, and I'm not trying to say that in too much of a negative or mean way. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't – some people knew what was going on, but most people didn't understand what was going on. But it's our problem now. That's the thing. And I think students and young people realize that it's our problem and no one's going to fix this except for us. It's our time to step up and – Take control of our own lives. Take control of our own democracy. Take control of our, this country, and uh, just in just in general, you know, be the change we want to see. And how do we want to shape this country for the future? What ideals do we believe in, and whatnot? And, um, and I think we see that a lot. You know, we've been seeing so many young progressives that have been running for office. Um, especially, do you this- have your own political ambitions in the future, or are you someone that just is? energizing democracy for its own sake or do you think of yourself as somebody who might one day be a candidate that's a great question i have always thought about running for office i think to some extent it's always been a dream of mine um i don't have my heart 100 percent set on it like i can't say to you right now like i will definitely run for office one day but i have most certainly certainly always always thought about it and that would be that would be wonderful that would definitely be a dream come true but from the other side of it i do love I love field organizing. I love mobilizing students and local volunteers, and I love organizing rallies, and I love organizing lobbying and participating in lobbying events and um, and just working on campaigns and whatnot. So I, could, I would love to run for office and be a public servant. Um, I mean, I already consider myself a public servant, honestly, but I would love to run for office and hold office of some kind one day, I think. So you're graduating this month? Yes, graduating and- on the 19th. Congratulations. Thank you. And tell us what's, we're running out of time, but I just tell what's in store immediately for your future. Um, immediately for my future next. So one thing throughout all my college, all my college years, my four years, right? Um, one thing I made sure to do because I saw so many students who just didn't really have direction. They didn't know what they cared about. They didn't have any career plans. They weren't getting involved, right? Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about. A lot of students weren't mm-hmm. getting involved in the local community mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I really took it upon myself to – I tried to participate and work on every single campaign. I was canvassing every weekend. Um, I tried to get every single internship I could get, join a bunch of clubs and organizations, do volunteer work in the local community. Just like – and I mean this is a message I'd send on to any students or youth who might be listening, but take every single opportunity you can get. Work on a campaign internships 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 you know even even if you're not poli sci just internships um unpaid or paid whatever just just meet meet people in your community get involved um right sorry but i digress um so i tried to take every single opportunity i could in college and i really think that helped to prepare me because i met i met the right people um i got experience in all the right places i mean it, it was Best years ever of my life, college. I really feel I set myself up well. So what's next um, once I graduate? I'm currently interning in the New York State Assembly, and that internship program ends on the 15th. I will graduate on the 19th, and starting on the 20th, I will be working full-time on Dustin's campaign for Albany County Legislature up until the June 25th primary. And then following that, I will be starting a position in the New York State offices of the Inspector General in July, and I'll be working there. And then also— And what will you be doing there? I will be an investigative aide in the um, uh, in the office. Essentially, the inspector general's office investigates um, fraud, workers' comp fraud, welfare fraud, any sort of social service that's provided by our government that somebody might be 
committing fraud, we investigate that. And we also investigate any fraud within any of the New York State agencies. Specifically, we mostly deal with um, DOCS, which is the Department of that stands for Department Corrections. of Corrections and right, right, community or whatever. Um, we all a lot of inmate inmates write to us a lot. A lot we deal with a lot of inmate complaints about um, maybe being I don't know abused by the COs or they're not being fed for whatever we just anything that they might have a complaint about. Um, Fascinating, right? So that's that, and then I will also be um, coming onto the generation vote so i've been the team leader of the albany team and now i'm being brought on to the national team as the program manager which i'm totally very much so thrilled about um i love the work i do with generation vote and it really opened up my eyes to the fact that i just love community organizing and nonprofit work and stuff of that nature so i will be certainly keeping busy um certainly keeping busy yeah thank you for making the time for us do you have any closing thoughts any closing thoughts um any young people out there who might be listening to this, participate. Register ballotpedia.org or .com, but just Google Ballotpedia. It will give you, it'll show you what your ballot will look like for the district that, um, the local, for your local polling place and any elected officials that you fall in their district. It'll tell you who's running for what. It will tell you what their stance is, what their political platform is. Just register, participate, get out there. Um, and if you're in school, internships, internships, take every opportunity you can, every opportunity you can, because you never know what it's going to open the door to. Um, and just participate because the future is ours for all you students and youth out there. The future is ours and the world's not going to change on its own or it might, but it might be a a negative change. So we gotta, we gotta, um, we got to take control. We got to be the change we want to see in the world. And, and I love you he, quoting Gandhi. That's yeah. great. <laughs> we'll end with that. Be the change you want to see in the world. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure.